Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. So if you guys are anything like me and you struggle with allergies, raise your hand because I am right there with you. I get super itchy throat, itchy ears, and I sneeze like a crazy woman. And it really does prevent me from wanting to take my daily walks with my husband. But luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. It is designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieves your allergy symptoms and decongests your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, and an itchy nose and sinus congestion and pressure with an ease, which is a exactly what I need. So I have been using them anytime that I have allergies, which has been many, many times. I have found that it has definitely helped me so much where I can go outside again and enjoy my day. So if you guys are ready to live life as if you don't have allergies, it is time to live Claritin Clear. It is fast and powerful relief. It's just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Okay, well, Shelby, welcome. Welcome to Happy and Healthy. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to my house. Okay, um, for those that are not watching this on YouTube... You can see that my background is different. I'm actually in Shelby's house in yes. L.A. So happy to have her back here in L.A. I know, back in my little homie. Shelby, uh, so Shelby and I, backstory, uh, used to be neighbors. Right when I moved to L.A., you were the one that was like, yo, we have this spare house. Y'all should move in. And I moved in, moved into the basement, which we did not like. Basement was not good but it wasn't fun that was a fun time living it was near so, so many fun people. yeah it was like um the sorority street okay so yeah quick backstory this is shelby church shelby tell okay. them who you are um i'm a youtuber i've done youtube for like 14 or not 14 since i was 14 um and yeah i do tech lifestyle videos all that kind of stuff I feel like I've done it for so long that it's gone from, like, the saturation era, like, beauty type of videos to photography videos to, like, now more tech, sometimes business-related. And, like, home stuff, I feel like. Yeah, or, like... Like, renovations. True, yeah. Just whatever um, seems interesting to make a video about, like, resort pass, like, testing out random um, new technology apps and stuff like that. Yeah, I think... Shelby is one of the most creative people I know. I know you're kind of going through a dry spell, I which we are going to talk about. Um, but yeah, Shelby and I pretty much go way back. Like we both grew up on YouTube together. You were probably one of the first people I started watching you and Monica. So she has a, a twin sister named Monica. Monica's also a YouTuber. Mm-hmm. And did you guys have a collab channel or was it still separate growing up? Um, we didn't, no, we had separate channels growing up. Okay, yeah, and, she was yeah. aerodynamic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you were just Shelby Church, right? Oh, it no. Was teen makeup tips. Like, I was thinking, I'm like, <laughs> what are people searching for, like? So even back then, your brain was, was still like, thinking what? that. Kind of, yeah, because I was like, 
what it, that's what I was watching when I was 14. And um, that's so yeah. funny. You went for the trendy name of like, what are people watching versus I was like, how can I do a plan in my name? I did Janine Girl 94. Why did I do that? It's not, <laughs> it sounds like an AIM screen name, but I not think a that's super actually why I did it. One. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's why I did it because I just transferred my username from AIM over to YouTube. So you, you don't feel like embarrassed of yours though, right? Because Oh, I'm still pretty embarrassed. I'm but like, did I need so... did I need to let everybody know that I was a girl and that I was born in '94? <laughs> Janine, girl, '94. Like, yeah. it could have just been like Janine, which now it's just Janine Amapola. But I remember there was a switch in the internet where everyone was like, "Ditch the usernames, just go straight to your name." I remember it was like a monumental moment. YouTube made us do it. They were like names now. Oh, your they names. did do that. That's why I remember. I was like, "Why did Alicia change her name to Mac Baby to Alicia Marie?" I was like, "Why did she do that?" And everyone started so doing glad it. They did, though. yeah. Oh, honestly, same. I'm really glad Janine Girl ninety four needed to die forever ago. If my channel's name was still Teen Makeup Tips, it would just be like, "What?" There's no makeup, <laughs> no makeup. Videos all the here. yeah, all the tech people would have been like, "Um, like, what? Huh? <laughs> this does not correlate." Mm-hmm. But yeah, so basically. Shelby and I grew up on the internet together, and we met at the first beauty con, 2013. It was mm-hmm. the first time in I LA. ever came out to L.A. I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm in L.A. Like, it was, like, so magical to me at that time. And it was, we met at the YouTube space. Mm-hmm. And that was when, like, there was, like, the prime people of, like, Gigi, Gigi Gorgeous was still popping off at that time. I'm trying to think who else was trendy at that time. Um... That was like, was like eight Ellen years Blair ago. Them? Ellen Blair, probably. Yeah. Oh, um, like Ingrid Nelson. Yeah, yeah. Um, Bethany Moda. Like it was yep. like that era. Icons. Yeah, all of them. It was so freaking fun, and so all that to say, we have been through a lot of different stages on YouTube, and I think I've we've like watched each other evolve, mm-hmm. and I've seen your YouTube channel change. You've seen mine change, but mine's never been like super super dramatic. And then sh- you were the first one that moved out. Like, you moved to Orange County first. Yeah, me and Monica did. Um, before, I guess, any of the other, like, YouTube people moved to California. Because I was always like, I need to get out of Washington. It's so rainy here. Yeah. Like, I, even if I didn't do YouTube, I was going to move. I just was like, since I was, like, 12, I was like, I need to move to California. But you um, also went for school. You weren't just, yeah. like, I feel like at that time, it wasn't, like, a trendy thing of, like, YouTubers moving to LA. Yeah. It was like, y'all, you went for school, right? And Orange County is not LA. It's like no. an hour outside, if people don't know. But we would go to LA all the time because there was always YouTube events and stuff. Now there never is, which is kind of sad. Yeah, I actually wanted to ask you about that. Because I, yeah. you've been in YouTube, or sorry, you've been in YouTube for a while, but you've also been in LA for the last, how long? Six uh, years? Seven years? Seven. Oh, my god. Well, gosh. I guess Orange County one year, so, like, six, yeah. Dang, yeah, you've been in California for Maybe a bit. Seven. Yeah, because I feel like right when I moved, which was 2018, so, she, yeah, Shelby and I were neighbors. She lived in the house next door. Um, I ended up moving into my own place shortly after that, or maybe a year after that. But I feel like that first year when I moved out there – it was like event after event after event. There were so many then. So dang many to where I remember Keith. It we, was actually too much. It was too yeah. much. So we actually share the same agent. Shout out to Keith. Shout we love out. Keith. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, our, we share the same agent. And I remember right when I moved out there, he had told me, he was like, I'm just warning you. 
if you move out to LA, you're going to be super distracted. Like you need to keep your head on straight. You need to keep like the same schedule. And I was like, no, no, I'll be fine. And then he was the one that was like, you need to stop going to all these events. Like you're Mm -hmm. wasting your time. Okay, events that are in the middle of the day, I would say that's really true because it's yeah. going to take you uh, 20, Four 30 hours. minutes to get there <laughs> and then you're going to be there for a little bit or, you know, it's like that is like prime productive hours. It is. I think an evening event is totally fine. Though. I love those ones. Like yeah. you got to get dressed up and there was like food and drinks or whatever, like mm-hmm. some cool products and you got to see like all your YouTube friends. But the it's other the ones, it was, yeah. it was so fun. But... Traffic in LA is ridiculous to where you have to calculate, okay, we're going to be sitting in traffic for three hours. And I think the worst was when brands would do the events starting at five or six. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, don't you know that's like prime traffic hour? Yeah. So that's when you had to for sure be like, this is three hours of traffic. I know. And like where I live now, I was like, oh, when events come back, this will be so convenient because normally there would be a lot over here. Yeah. But there's still really not any. No. So how would you say YouTube is for you right now? Because you've been doing this for a very long time. Yeah. What stage do you feel like you're in at right now? Because I think as a YouTuber, we go through so many different stages. I am not in the best stage. Like I'm not in my most inspired, like excited. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's so weird because when COVID hit, a lot of people were like that. They were like, uh I how do I make videos at home or whatever but I I wasn't I still had a ton of ideas and I was like honestly good um so I feel like I had a delayed reaction to that where now I'm like I've kind of done I think all the videos I can think of that are gonna be interesting in in how things are now yeah um but I mean I have like done some videos where I traveled like I went to Dallas and made a video about like Californians leaving Texas yeah she did which I did I was that person that left yeah. <laughs> she should have interviewed me, but it's I fine. know. No, I was kidding. She, I know. You inter- who did you interview that week again? I, um, Sarah Dietschy and oh, yeah. a real estate agent. Yeah. Yeah. Good call. Yeah. So you feel I like I wanted just, to interview you, but you know. But we had some complications. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Scheduling. Yeah. yeah. There were some complications. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So um, you feel like you're in the stage where you're just like not, not motivated. At what point, because your channel drastically changed. You went from, you know, like as we were saying, like the teen makeup tips, beauty, fashion. At what point? Because I remember, I think I was living next to you, and you you almost had this like quarter life crisis where you were like, "What am I doing? I don't think I want to do YouTube anymore." I was like taking classes. Yeah, you were like going back to school. Yeah, what, I feel like what I'm happened? Like that again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it I get was, it. It was a good thing because then my videos ended up a lot better and like yeah. So maybe that's what's about to happen. But it sucks to go through. I'm like, this is not fun. No, it's not. Yeah. I feel like every three or four years, if you're doing the same creative job, it's kind of normal to like burn out if things are sort of the same. And um, yeah, even if they're not like, even if you're like have the coolest job in the world, you're going to feel burned out at some point. Like I'm sure Justin Bieber feels burned out. Oh, right now. yeah. Poor like, thing. It doesn't matter. So back then it made me think oh, maybe this isn't meant for me anymore. Like, maybe I shouldn't do this. I kind of thought my channel was dying, and I was like, I don't know. Like, if I'm not inspired, I probably shouldn't do it anymore. No, I don't think that's necessarily true. I think it could be. Like, yeah, if you really hate it, and, like, maybe you never liked it, and you were just doing it for the money. Like, I feel like people have things like that. Um, Then that could be the case. But 
I just changed a lot of things, like switched things up, started doing kind of whatever video. I didn't really, I felt like they weren't doing that well anyway, none of them, even the ones that used to normally do well. So I was like, well, whatever, I guess I'll just do. um, Yeah, I got nothing left to lose, so why not? So I did some videos that were like photography videos, like how to use your camera. Cause I was like, what do I know a lot about? Like I knew a lot yeah. about that from taking film classes and it was something different. And it also kind of forced me to collaborate more with other people because when I was doing like DIY type videos and stuff, it'd be like basically me going to Michael's, get the supplies for it, make it like I, you can just do it. So glad that phase is over. I know. I was not I good at them. Either. Hated doing them, but I did them because I was like, "All right, well, like you got to keep up. You got to do it anyway." And but now looking back, like hated those videos. Okay, I feel like back then there was a really weird, like almost <laughs> like a hustle culture thing around those beauty guru yeah. saturation era people. They'd be like, "Gotta stay up till midnight and like oh, make literally. your thumbnail," and it was like not healthy. No, I kid you not. I was balancing college and making these videos. There would be times where I would be filming until three in the morning because I was like, this is the only time like I'm I'm a full time student. I got a boyfriend. I'm in cheerleading. I'm in a sorority. I had no other time mm-hmm. than on like on a Tuesday night filming till three in the morning. So I feel that. Yeah, that was me. And I'm like, OK, yeah, the hustle culture started early. <laughs> well, and I feel like what was the weirdest thing is it seemed like no one really liked those videos. No. And I'm like, who actually really did try them? Like, were they, were they were they more for just entertainment, or did people actually genuinely try the DIYs? I actually thought they were fun to make, but the process of filming them and mm-hmm. making them and is, cleaning up afterwards too—it's so annoying. Buying the yeah, products, yeah. Is. There were a couple of mine that I feel like actually turned out pretty good. Where I was like, oh, I'm really proud of this, and like some people really did recreate them. But I think. Now, looking back, I'm like, dang, Janine, like, you, you grinded. Like, I, yeah. I don't think now, I don't think I would have done that now. I, I, I commend, like, Laura DIY because that's still so her brand. She still crushes it. And I'm like, that is freaking awesome. That is still your thing. She was think, good at them, too. Oh, she was, she's genuinely good. And now she got, like, a whole show and a whole brand off of it. Versus for me, I'm like, I think that was more of, like, a, a season. She must have, she must actually like it. I think the rest of us were like, it was fun for a little bit, but I feel like if you don't have like that much passion for something and you just kind of like it, yeah, then it's gonna it's not gonna be fun to film it too and edit it and totally. Yeah. So you do you feel like you're in your passion now? I don't know. I feel like I don't know what videos to make. Sort of like I have some ideas. I'm like I can do these. Like they'll be pretty fun. But I'm not like. I feel like a year or two ago, I was so much more in it. Yeah. And I'm like, what happened? Like, oh. It is weird, though, because, yeah, I don't think a lot of people understand. Because, again, I think with this job, there's so many eyeballs on you. There's a lot of people expecting, hey, you said you're going to drop a video every week. I want it to be good. A lot of a lot of behind the scenes stuff that people don't see, and there's a lot of pressure to perform twenty four seven, which is why the whole creator burnout thing is so real. Because eventually you're like, there are no more ideas left in this brain. Like mm-hmm. there's nothing left, and that's actually kind of why I started hiring somebody because I was like, I feel like I've been doing a lot of the same stuff. Like I need a new fresh pair of eyes to come in and be like, okay, Jay, like what you're doing is not working. And here, here's how I'm going to like help you, like give you a little boost because 
I do think at some point when we've been doing this for as long as we have, we've been doing this for 10, 11 years, you're just like, okay, I've done pretty much everything there is to do. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it, I've been, I'm going to hire someone like very, very soon because I'm kind of feeling that same way where I'm like, if you are working with someone, it will just make it even more creative if it's the right person. Like right. it's like a synergistic thing, whatever. Um, if you think about like anything other than YouTube, that's like media, like a documentary or a movie, TV show, whatever, they'll have like five writers for it or more or whatever. That's such a good point. They they have so many people collaborating on it to make it the best it can be. So it's kind of crazy that we're like just us and like thinking like that's the best it could be. It could probably be better with like a couple other, um, I don't know. Yeah, like basically just hiring like an entire creative team. But people don't talk about how expensive that is because I've looked into the prices and I was like, holy. Like I had a creative director and it was a – Pretty dang penny. Wait, how much was it? It was $1,500 a month, which oh. is like, it's like rent. So it, she wasn't full-time then? No. Basically with her, I was able to come to her for anything and be like, hey, she would be like, okay, for, we should try this on TikTok. We should try this on Reels. We should try this on YouTube. And she really did help me push on my, out of my comfort zone, which was awesome. But it's definitely hard because then you start conflicting of like, She's like, I think you should do this. I'm like, I don't really want to do that. Like, that doesn't really align with my beliefs or, like, my values. Or I just simply don't want to make that video. But she's like, yeah, but this is a really good idea. And that's where I was always struggling of, like, I don't really want to do that. But she's like, but you should. And I'm like, okay, and I'm, I know I'm paying you. I want to get the most out of this money. So maybe I'm just going to do it. But you don't really like it and you do it. And I think your viewers can tell. Yeah. It's kind of hard. Interrupting today's episode to talk about our sponsor, which is Upward. Thank you so much, Upward, for sponsoring today's episode. Now, if you are single like me, you're a Christian single, and you are ready to mingle, then Upward is for you. It is the number one Christian dating app. It is open to all denominations. It is perfect for anyone under 35 that is looking to date and to meet some other Christian singles out there. And if you're looking for someone that just wants to put Jesus at the center of Upward might have your match. It is free. It's super easy to use. You just download it. You make a profile in minutes and chat with others that want to put their faith first as well. And it's singles that are near you. And it's really great because as you're using it, you're not having to like weed out, you know, whether they're believers or not believers, you know, for sure you're going to find Christians on there. So download Upward today. I really think you guys are going to like this a lot. And again, thank you so much Upward for sponsoring today's video. Again, that is Upward, which is U-P-W-A-R-D. Download it today. Wait, so where are you at? Are you like feeling good about it all? And Oh, the tables have been turned. I feel like a lot of people are feeling weird. Yeah. You know, I think I've always had a wrestle with YouTube. Um, I don't, I wouldn't say I'm like completely out of love with it. I just think I've always kind of felt very confused with it. And I always feel like so much pressure because I do have a whole team I'm supporting. And, you know, Keith will come to me a lot and be like, okay, you know, like obviously your views are down. What can we do to fix it? And I'm like, okay. And it's just like this constant conversation. And again, I don't feel like I have the same amount of drive and motivation as I used to. Like I used to make it top priority. Like 
have to upload every single Friday consistently, mm-hmm. really do the best of the best. And then I started realizing as I got older, I loved vlogging and I still do love vlogging. And so I turned my main channel more into my vlog channel, but I'm still mixing in kind of a combo of both now, which some people have been like, that was the dumbest idea ever. And then some people are like, that was awesome. And so I honestly feel really confused with YouTube because I've done it for so long and I'm like, I don't really know what's working anymore, but I do know that I love podcasting. This is definitely my favorite thing. Like I love podcasting. I feel super motivated, super excited to get new guests. I love Instagram. I love the whole TikTok thing. YouTube, I feel like it's definitely the platform that I'm struggling with the most. And I think it's pretty evident. Yeah, YouTube is like the most time consuming of them all. Podcasts are really fun. When I had one for two seconds, it was Oh, yeah, I wanted to talk to you about that. (laughs) (laughs) It was fun. Um, God, it was like right in the middle of COVID. So it was like one in-person interview. It's way more fun this way than if you're like on a Zoom call. It works, but it's just different. Yeah. Um, I was so bummed because I launched my podcast during COVID as well. And before the pandemic, I remember going to the studio. I was at Abrams. I actually filmed a couple of the first episodes in our, our agency studio. And I like brought in like, I think two guests or something. And I was like, this is going to be so fun. Like having a podcast in LA, I get to interview all these people, go to the studio. Like it felt like my own like little late night job. Yeah. Like it was kind of like this fun, like little TV show thing I was doing. Mm -hmm. And then the pandemic hit and it was just all the dreams just sort of tanking. And my podcast kind of got put on the back burner. And then July of 2020, I was like, okay, no, like I want to do this. And so I just committed, but it kind of just, you know, kind of just sucked the fun out of it in some sense, because I was so excited to like go to the studio and have that whole setup and it kind of didn't happen. Yeah. But you know, it's so are you getting tired? We were talking in the car about working from home because we've done it so much longer. So much longer. All these people who are now doing it during COVID and stuff. Um, Or I guess now it seems like it's just like a more permanent thing. Yeah. Because some companies like Twitter, for example, right? They completely remove their headquarters. And everyone will be forever working from home because that saves them so much overhead. I'm kind of shocked, though, how people like love it so much and don't want to go back. Because I'm like, having worked mostly from home, Mm -hmm. I'm like... I kind of wish I had somewhere to go to and like yeah. have coworkers or something like that. It just seems nice. But maybe I'm like the grass is always greener. Maybe it's not actually that right. Nice. I was going to say, yeah, there's there's always like everything is so relative and there's always something that you wish you had and then you get it and then you're like, oh, wait, I actually kind of wish I want to go back to that now. Yeah. And so it is definitely like being just content where you are. But I will say, I mean, we have done this for literally the last 10 years. And so all we know is working from home. And I did, I've had real jobs and stuff before where I've had to go to the office and stuff like that. But I really do like working from home, but I find it very hard. If I want to be super motivated, I find like I, I need to get out of my house. Yeah. Like if I need to edit or think of ideas or post on the abide tribe or just do emails or whatever, it's hard for me to get super focused. Like for me, I have to have like the candle lit coffee, quietness, the lo-fi music playing in order for me to like really get in my zone. Otherwise I like a squirrel could walk out my window and I'd be like squirrel. Cause yeah. I get so distracted and so like ADD. Um, so yeah. Right. But at a coffee shop, it's like you also can get in the zone. I totally can. Yeah. I, I love going and like having the whole vibe of like bringing your books and your glasses and your coffee. And like, it's super good. I think to have 
the separation from your bedroom, which was where we work a lot. Like we're literally filming in Shelby's bedroom right now. I know this is, there's not a lot of separation for us. A lot of the times I told myself, Oh, I'm not going to do this, but like the backyard I have roommates. So it's like, we kind of had to, um, but it makes it harder to sleep. Like I just, I feel weird when I wake up. I feel like I need to like, Right, you see your so your camera's yeah. like over here, like y'all can't see, but she has like her camera on the tripod and yeah. everything. Like I put it you away see it? Though. every night. I I take away everything. That's kind of smart. I clean my room at night, like before I go to sleep, or I like won't sleep. Yeah, no, I think for me because I bought this house and I have my bedroom now separate from my office. That has actually helped so much because I have I do feel some sort of separation now to where. My office is filming room, podcast room, work. I get a lot of work done there. I have my desktop computer in there. It's super great to get stuff done in there. And then my bedroom is like, that's sleep, that's reading, that's completely different. You know what I mean? So I do think it's super helpful to have um, that separation. I need that. Uh, yeah. But I was going to ask you ask you this and just kind of chat about this. In some sense, too, what makes it hard is that we we live with roommates. And so you're kind of confined to your space to where – your bedroom is your office. It's your editing room. It's where you sleep. It's where you take meetings. It's where you do everything. How for you has it been having roommates being a YouTuber? Because you're sharing everything and it's yeah. hard. I, I want to hear your thoughts on that. Okay, and I have yeah. some thoughts as well. Cause I live with Maddie and we both share, you know, we share the house and we're both YouTubers as well. Right. So I'll still edit in the living room and stuff, but at a certain point, my videos, I do so many voiceovers that I have to go into my room I feel like because it's not well today actually kind of did some just in the living area but I'm like if someone else is in there taking a call or like honestly doing voiceovers is kind of like odd to watch it's like watching (laughs) someone make a video so I'm like I don't love if there's like other people around and it sounds it makes you feel uncomfortable when you're doing voiceovers and someone's like secretly listening (laughs) yeah it definitely alters your voice you're like okay wait can they leave (laughs) I know I'm like I'll do it around um like a lot of people, my old roommates, I didn't really care, but I'm yeah. just like in this house, I'm like, it's like less comfy. Um, but, For sure. So I do end up shooting more stuff in here. A lot of my videos I'm, I shoot out and about, like almost all of them yeah. is me like going somewhere, or interviewing someone or whatever, but then I'll have like filler clips where I'm like, oh, I forgot to like talk about that. So I need to like do a little bit, but yeah, I don't like feeling like this is the only space. When I first moved in here, I was like, I'm going to get an office like, a separate office space and make it look really cool. And I thought, like, COVID was going to be totally over. Everything was going to be, like... When did you move here again? Last October. Okay, yeah. Um, so you moved pre-pandemic. Yeah. Or, or no, 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 in between the pandemic. Yeah, it was still, yeah. yeah. But I was getting jaw surgery, so I was like, well, I'm just going to do that, heal, and then I'll get an office space. But then, like, the lease was halfway up, and now it's like, are we staying? Like, what? Yeah. So, um... Yeah, it's been harder, I guess, to be motivated in just this room when I don't know what it was with that other. I had an office space in my old place and I did focus a lot better in there. Yeah, there must be some sort of psychological thing with that of just like you have to have a separation because I find as well when I am in my office, I'm able to be 10 times more productive. Like I get everything done. I bust it out. And so I do think there's definitely some sort of psychology behind that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, is it hard as a YouTuber and you're a very successful YouTuber, like your channel is not un- unsuccessful, like your channel's growing, it's thriving. And that's like your main platform, right? Yeah. I don't do TikTok or that. Yeah. I think that's, what's hard for me is I feel like I'm spread super thin cause I love Instagram. I love fashion. I love, I do the reels. 
I also love to scroll on TikTok and occasionally post. And then I put a lot of time and effort into my podcast. And then there's the YouTube. So mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I'm super spread thin. I'm a little exhausted. For you, you mainly focus just on YouTube. Yeah. I don't even post on Instagram that much anymore. Yeah. Like I used to more when it was more like traveling and going to things. But yeah, I haven't as much, honestly, since I had jaw surgery because I felt so weird about my face for a while that I was like, it just isn't fun to take photos when you feel like you, you know? Yep. So, and I didn't want to like stress about it. I didn't want to be like, I feel like I need to post because I don't, I can just post on YouTube. (laughs) So Yeah. yeah, YouTube is like the main one. And I feel like that helps because I noticed if I was posting on my vlog channel more too, my main channel would kind of fall behind a bit. Or when I was Mm. working on the house renovation, it was way harder to, I feel like that's what messed me up. Honestly, that's what burned me out. That house renovation. Oh yeah. So yeah, she made like a whole series on her channel of like flipping this house in the Palm Springs and so you're saying that contributed to this burnout? Yeah, because it was just way more, um, it was more money than I thought it would be. It was more, I didn't think I was going to be like living in Palm Springs for like most of the year. You were the there year. for a bit. Yeah, I like didn't even really live in LA or like in this house. It felt like I was living out of a suitcase. And now that I'm back here, it doesn't really feel like home. I'm like, do I want to live here? Like it doesn't mm. feel like. Yeah, you've been almost like weird. disoriented for a yeah. good bit. And I hate that. I'm always like, I need to stop traveling because it makes me feel like weird. Like I don't have a yeah. home. Uh-huh. But then you just get tempted into it again. Totally. You're like, <laughs> I'm going to stay here. And then you stay for too long. And then you're like, I need to leave and I need to escape. Yeah. Yeah, I totally But I think that. if you do that too much, it just is like. It throws off everything. It makes you feel weird mentally, I think. I don't yeah. get how those travel people do that. I don't. I don't either. I Like nonstop constantly. I stayed in Dallas all of the month of July, which was really, really good. And I I've noticed as soon as I stayed, friend just became more consistent. My other stuff became more consistent. I was working a lot harder. Like I was able to get a lot more done. And I was like, wow, this is what it's like to not leave. Mm -hmm. And of course I do love traveling. It's super fun. It's definitely such a privilege to be able to travel as much as we do. But for sure, like not having a routine, I feel like can just throw off everything. Yeah. And it's tiring. Like if you go on a trip and I mean, no, I feel like it's mostly just air travel that does this, but it's like physically you're not going to feel 100% the next day. Yeah. And I mean, I would always force myself though. I'm like, if it's a Monday, I like need to get some stuff done, but I'm like, you just feel tired. Like it, yeah, kind you're of just like super out of it. Yeah. And your stuff is everywhere from the suitcase and yeah, totally get it. Okay. I have another question. So what has life been like living in LA as still a YouTuber post I guess it, we are still in this pandemic. Mm-hmm. What has that been like for you? Because it, it has changed significantly, like we were saying. Like, there's not events much anymore. Like, what has that been like for you living here still as a YouTuber? I feel like it was more fun before. Yeah. Because, I mean, some people moved too. Like, Janine moved. Tara also moved. I know a lot of people that like, left. Dang. Um, I feel like some other people did, but I can't remember. But, um, yeah, like, that... That's, like, sad. It really kind of made me think, like, is everyone just going to leave eventually? Like, probably. But Mm, that's sad. I hope not. It won't be the same. Yeah. I like California is the thing. I'm, like, L.A., yeah, maybe not forever. But I'm, like, I love the weather. And, like, I know. I, man. Yeah. But it's more important to be, like, where your people are. Like, it's not fun to be here and, like, not have friends. It's not fun at all. No. I mean, you can always make more, but the 
with COVID, like that is really hard. Totally. And I think the city is only as good as the people that you're surrounded with. Yeah. Like you could be like, like in this mansion, but if you have nobody, then like, what is that good for? So yeah, there's not like as many events, which I do think the events are starting to come back. Like Maddie and I are going to um, a White Fox event on Thursday, which now they do. Like, there's just different rules. Like, you have to make an appointment and wear masks the whole time and all that stuff. So it's just, it's just very different. But I feel like we were in LA of just like the prime of like going to the events and like movie premieres. And we did like the Golden Globes together, which was really fun. Yeah, there was like always something. It felt yeah. like around YouTube the trips that would be fun. Which yeah, I'm like we're really privileged for that. I like, know. No, seriously, I'm thinking about it. I'm like. like wow like what are we complaining about i'm not complaining but i'm just saying like we definitely had some really cool things yeah i know but i did take it for granted then oh for sure it's not even as much of the like oh it's a cool like fancy event or whatever but it was just a nice way to see your friends and like people yeah it was like it got people together where it is harder to without that and with COVID where people are like so comfortable in their houses and stuff yeah it's hard to get people out now yeah like Like some people are dying to I've noticed which is fun but some are like no some have become like some people have become like really big homebodies now people in relationships are I think yes yeah okay that's funny because when I moved back to Dallas I was like oh I'm gonna hang out with all my single girls and Literally right when I moved back. single girl? No, there was none. Like, literally all the girlfriends that I was planning on hanging out with when I moved back were all, like, dating someone like that. And then I never saw them ever again. And I was like, Okay, it sucks that that (laughs) is kind of how it is sometimes. It'd be like that. I will give a shout out to our friend Lauren. Like, she has a boyfriend, but she's not like that. I love people like that. There has to be a balance. There has to be. Yeah, I get a little weirded out with people that just ditch literally everyone as soon as they get a boyfriend like okay nice knowing you yeah it was fun I mean even if they're not fully like that it is always a little bit different yeah I feel like I'm always like single so I'm like no like yeah sucks but okay I have sucks if other if my friends are well I'm happy for them until unless they start being all like (laughs) (laughs) or if they're like all this like PDA in front of you and you're like okay can y'all like get a room okay like don't need that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Okay. I have two more points and we can kind of start wrapping up. Okay. One, I just wanted to ask again, cause I tried to touch upon this earlier and I don't think we really did. So how is it like sharing a house with a ton of other influencers or just other people? Because I know for me personally, like I live with Maddie and we have to coordinate schedules because there's days where I'm filming and then she's filming and then she has her assistant over. I have my assistant over. There's like always something going on and it makes it really, really hard. And I came from living alone for two years mm-hmm. to where I was like, I can do whatever I want. I can bring people over. I can have my assistant. But now I'm like, um, I had to like coordinate with Maddie. Like Maddie, I'm filming today. Maddie, I'm filming a podcast. Hey, can you be quiet? Like it's so weird having to do that yeah. it's like Even part of our with your office it's like that kind of yeah, yeah. because our walls are pretty thin mm-hmm. and um you, we always just try to be on the same page of just like hey want to let you know this person's coming over i'm filming this brand deal hey can you be quiet and so it's it's so it's like hard having to it's not okay i'm trying try not to sound like petty being like my life is so hard but you have to constantly like chat with a person and communicate otherwise you are filming and you hear someone on the phone upstairs and you're like, um, can you be quiet? Can you be quiet, please? Yeah. Here it, I mean, I don't even film that much in that living room because I'm just like, it kind of is more hassle than it's worth sometimes. Like if I'm filming something at my house, 
I, unless I need the kitchen, like I can also probably get that shot either outside or in my room. Yeah. Cause most of the stuff I'm recording is like out and about. Like if I look at all my videos, it's like, okay, going somewhere random. Yeah. So yeah, I don't, but it does make it so I'm like, I probably am not getting maybe the best shots. Like if I lived alone, then I would yeah. like have, I don't know. I'd probably set up like backdrops and stuff. But put Dang. it away. Yeah. I mean, Good old I backdrops. Forgot about those. Well, I like sometimes having just like a plain. Yeah. It is one. nice. It looks really professional. Yeah. For certain shots. I haven't used my backdrops in a bit. Like, I think I probably used them when I first moved to LA. I bought like a whole set. And I feel like that was at that point in that point of YouTube where like everyone had like this super fancy, like, like Jeffree Star had like the ombre lighting and like the super nice clean background. I was like, Ooh, I want to do that. And like, uh-huh. I've n- I have not used it in literally three years, I know. but it does help having a backdrop. I think like a nice white one is good for like photo shoots and yeah. stuff like that. I get like a lot of random B roll shots of like, I don't know my phone. I'll do so many things where it's yeah. like, I found this app. And so I'm like a nice background. That's like clean for that. That would be nice. Yeah. That makes a good point. Okay. Last question I want to ask you is what is dating in LA like? Um, you Especially know as a YouTuber. I mean. You know. <laughs> no, I went on a date last night and the guy was like, I did some light stalking. I was like. I hate that. You saw. Okay, dating all. as a YouTuber is hard. Well, it's hard. You know they, I mean, I feel like normally you can tell if they've looked you up, which is like, yep. I, I think most people like. I mean, sometimes I will maybe because I'm like, I don't know, is this person? Yeah, totally. Yeah. So um, that's just kind of weird because you're like, what did you watch like my oldest video? I know. I'm like, what did you find? Or like get an idea in your head that's like different or are you like also wanting to start a YouTube channel? (laughs) I got to go. (laughs) And out here you almost kind of have to question their intentions because – there are so many people that are looking for followers and fame and they're, I guess you could say clout chasers. And I mean, I've heard of like relationships where like guys have just solely dated a girl just to get followers and, I feel it, like and it's it works. so obvious. It's though. so dang obvious. And y'all can probably think if you were like an avid YouTube watcher, like, you know who some of these couples were. Yeah. But it's pretty obvious, but I have my guard up like 10 times more when I'm dating. And in Dallas, what's hard is the difference between Dallas and LA is LA, everyone knows about it. They're like, okay, cool, yeah, you're a YouTuber, dope. In Dallas, they're like, what? They're okay, like, I guess I prefer them to know, yeah. like, in LA. At least they're like, oh, that's, like, kind of cool. Yeah, but Dallas, they think you're like, so freaking okay. weird. They're like, um, I was hoping to, like, date a nurse. And I'm like, well, then I'm not the girl for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I ain't it. Yeah, that's, that's not it at all. No, but I feel like dating in LA is difficult like any big city i've heard new york is just as bad Mm -hmm. um you know people are just focused on themselves here which is their careers and yeah it's yeah i don't feel like anyone really wants to settle down here they're just like yeah i'll go on a date with you but they don't really have any intentions of like actually being serious or it may be going somewhere Mm -hmm. and i I don't know i think people are scared of commitment out here low-key like i think everyone wants to be in a relationship but they're still scared of commitment I think that's pretty true. But I definitely have met a lot of people that have gotten into relationships here. I'm like, yeah. But I, I mean, worked I, out for I, Lauren. I know one friend who went on like 100 dates before she met her boyfriend. No. Yeah. Yeah. Is she still dating him? Yeah. Wow. But I'm like, I don't 
feel like I have that time or the uh-uh. honestly willingness <laughs> yeah. to put in the effort of. I think I'd be so exhausted of like them asking the same question every single time of like, so what do you do? What are you worried for? I would be like, I am. Yeah. Here's this piece of paper that has all my information. Just read this and then come back to I me. Know. No, it's crazy. So yeah, dating here is definitely definitely difficult. D- it didn't work out for me when I lived here. Didn't I mean, work, didn't work out. I feel like a lot of people leave because ultimately they're like, this is not. Maybe they figure out what they want in their career, or whatever, and then they're like, yeah, this is not not good for dating. I think partially that's why I left. I was like, I'm yeah, probably. Yeah, right? I was like, I ain't getting married if I stay here. Yeah, which I'm like, I'm not like too worried about that. Yeah, but like you don't gotta be worried about it. it. Yeah, it's it's too bad that it's like that here. It is. It's a shame. Yeah. It's a shame. Well, Shelby, thanks for being on my podcast. Yeah, happy to I know that was just open conversation, but uh, if you've watched Shelby for a while, I'm sure you're a big fan and you're excited to hear this podcast. If you don't know who Shelby is, Shelby, why don't you tell them where they can find you? You can find me on YouTube, Shelby Church. Just search that. I'm on Instagram too, but like, I mean, yeah, actually follow that because I have home renovation stuff. It's fun. Oh yeah, check it out. Um, but mostly YouTube, that's where I'm at. Okay, awesome. Um, and yeah, again, my links are all down below if you want to check my stuff out. And yeah, definitely check out Shelby's videos. She has like super informative, fun videos. Like you're like, seriously, I was saying you're like one of the most creative people I know. Thank I know you. you're like in like your burnout season. I know, I'm like, season. I'm not creative. No, but I really... <laughs> she's like stop putting that label on me <laughs> but i really Actually, do think I'll take that. It. No. yeah i think you're just in a little dry season and as as am i i feel like yeah but, definitely in a weird yeah moment but well we'll get that. through it as we yeah. always do because i've seen us both go through these and me too i know I'm like, we've conquered I've it gone through this before like it, yeah. it will be fine but it definitely ugh. it doesn't feel fun though when you're in it you're like yeah. what am i doing with my life yeah i'm like I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Totally get it. We'll get through it. Yeah. All right. good. Thanks, Shelves, for being on the podcast. Um, Again, I post these every single Tuesday. So if you guys want to listen again, see you next Tuesday. And until then, stay happy and healthy. Bye, guys.